0: Hello everyone, it's Christine Baker and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you through Psalms chapter 23. Today we are going to dive into verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. What a beautiful passage. What a beautiful promise about our good shepherd. I want to read this in the Amplified Version. He refreshes and he restores my soul, my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, our soul, our life. He restores. What does this word restore really mean? Well, restoration can be defined as the act of returning something to its former condition making something new again. Restoring can also make things better than their current state. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for the amazing grace that he has given us through not only the death, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. We can be restored and we have been restored as sons and daughters of God. Absolutely, 100%. The veil has been torn. We can go right in to the throne room of God with boldness. Amen. Because of Jesus. And eternally, we have salvation. That has been restored. That has been given to us. Life again, praise God. But you know, it's not just one day, but it's for today. Our Heavenly Father's restoring power is one of the greatest promises in all of the Bible and in scripture to restore, to renew, to revive, and to return. Let's look at the word, my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, my life. The good shepherd not only brings back the strange sheep, but he gives life to the dead we were dead in our trespasses and our sins. Our good shepherd gives us new life. The sheep that are weak or sick or injured, those sheep, the shepherd strengthens and heals and he binds up. He restores them to full life so that they are once again, able to stand and walk and feed and to hold their own as a part of the flock. You know, our old life left us not only dead in our sins, but weak, sick, and damaged by our sins. It's the good shepherd then who is in restoring our souls, binding up our wounds. He heals our sicknesses and he gives us strength in the place of weakness. Praise God. I love Psalms forty-seven, three, that says he heals the broken hearted and he binds up their wounds. Thank you, God, for your diligent, loyal, gracious, loving, compassionate work of healing our broken heart and literally binding up the wound. Isaiah 53 5 says that by my stripes, you are healed. Our great shepherd went all the way to the cross and he shed blood not only to forgive us, but also to bring freedom which means healing, body, soul, and spirit. You know, in restoring our souls, he also makes us hunger and thirst for righteousness. A soul that has been restored, a soul that has been renewed, a soul that has been revived unto Jesus. He will feed us in exchange and give us that hunger to where only he can quench that thirst that longing you talk to so many people you know on, on that received the lord for the first time and they say you know i i really can't explain it but i just feel whole again something missing something missing in my life doesn't feel missing anymore it's the god-shaped hole right or and and in this life there's just a vacuum that's ready just to take you out but oh his grace you know i'll never forget A time in my life, I was 21 years old from 18 to 21. I walked away from the good shepherd. I was the one who left the 99. And I'll never forget the day where I woke up in severe anxiety and I was battling so much and I knew I was running from God. I knew I was running from the call of God on my life and I hadn't prayed. I hadn't recognized or acknowledged the Lord. And you know what? He was so relentless. He was so patient. He was waiting. He never left me, but I had left the flock. But the good faithful shepherd, as I was ready, one night on my knees, battling anxiety, I cried out because I knew, I knew that if I were to cry out for him, that he would come. And in my shame, and in my sin and in my brokenness, I got on my knees and cried out and said, God, come back into my life again. Forgive me for going astray. Forgive me for wanting to run and rule my own life. Look at the mess just within two and a half years. Look at where this has gotten me as I've been in rebellion, like the prodigal son, the prodigal daughter I was. I said, Lord, I humble myself. You can have my life. You can drive this car. I don't ever want to have the wheel. Take the wheel. Take it, the whole car in Jesus name. And I'll never forget that moment when he entered in to my heart, my body, physically felt it, my soul, my, my all of it. In one moment, it was like taking a deep breath and this wave just hit me of his love from the top of my head all the way to souls, it was, my souls, might be, it was a pure wave of his love and of his presence. And oh my goodness, every single hurting place, every single dry place, every single hard place, all of it underneath the wave of his love. Oh my goodness. Absolutely just washed away. And there was just this fullness it was all that I could even have was him. There was no room from that moment forward. It just any appetite for anything else but him. It was like, there's, there's no room for it because he filled me back. He restored and renewed my peace. He set me free from that anxiety. He restored my soul. And you know what? He brought me back to the flock. Praise God. And the things that I was hungry for, I no longer was hungry for. Does that mean I'm perfect? Does it mean now for the last couple decades and ministry and life and raising kids and doing all the things that we've got to do in the adventures with Jesus since I said yes? And you know what, I can, I can honestly say, you know, um, he's had number one rule of our life. We follow him because let me tell you, it's not fun not doing that. I lived it for two and a half years, almost three years. But does that mean we're perfect? Does that mean I don't go through things? I don't face things. I don't have challenges. Of course not. But I'm talking those, those gaping gaps on the inside that only God, when you're lost, when you've been found, only God can fill, huh? And that appetite for his presence, that appetite for, man, I didn't want to go moment. I didn't want to go day. I didn't want to sacrifice that walk away ever again, because it's better to be in the house of the Lord. It's better to be under the father's protection and his peace and his love and his joy and his provision. Oh, thank God for the faithful shepherd in Jesus mighty name. In restoring our souls, he gives us joy in the morning after the night of weeping. He turns our mourning into dancing. He removes our sackcloth of lamentation, distress. He gives us new clothing of gladness. In restoring our souls, the Good Shepherd also restores our thinking and our knowing. Praise God. We can begin to understand things in a new way. The word that was once no more than just maybe words on a page, all of a sudden jumps off the pages and scripture just becomes alive. We begin to hear and we begin to understand and know the voice of our shepherd. We hear his call. More than that, we respond. More than that, we follow his leading and we start bumping along and getting off track. He goes, hey, 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 come back, come back, come back you know, with his faithful staff. (laughs) And he says, come back, son, come back, daughter. Not that way. Here, let me lead you. Let me guide you right now. Come on, let's get back on track. I'm here to lead you and guide you on the path of righteousness. For my name's sake. For my name's sake. Thank you, Lord. You know, the passion translation of this scripture says that where he restores and revives my life, this is where he opens before me the right path, and he leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Praise you, God. You know, we all pray for revival. We all desire to be revived for the for the people in our life that we're praying for to be revived for the church at whole to be revived for God's people to be revived for righteousness to return and for our nation to be revived we pray for revival but you know in order for something to be revived reviving actually means it was once not responding <laughs> or dead wow What is it right now that you and I, let's think about this for a moment, continue to try to keep somewhat alive? We keep resuscitating an old way. We keep resuscitating an old pattern. We keep resuscitating maybe an old relationship that we shouldn't have anymore. We keep resuscitating, um, you know, just um, what God has said, hey, let go of. We keep grabbing it. And say, no, I want to control this or I want to do this. We keep resuscitating, um, you know, just things and decisions in our lives that God has said, you know, don't go back to that. What is it right now in your life that you personally have tried to keep going in your own strength? And God is just saying, don't be afraid. Just let go. Surrender. Let go. Let it go. Let it absolutely drop. Let it absolutely fall. It's okay. Surrender. Go for it. Deep dive and just let that thing go. (laughs) Say no and let go. Do you know when we do that? That is then where? That is then where he can come in and revive. He can breathe life. He can bring newness and wholeness into our life. But it begins with our surrender, our surrender of what? Surrender of our will, surrender of our own way, surrender of our stubbornness. Yeah, surrender of our need to control, surrender of pride, surrender of unforgiveness. You fill in the blank. There's always something that God is growing inside of us. But my question right now, are you making room for him to restore or do you keep grabbing the tools and saying, you know what? I'll go ahead and work on this one. I'll go ahead and do this in my life. God, you can step aside for a second. Do you know we actually do that? We try to help. It's one of the most profound things that can happen in any type of surgery is that you, we you know we go under, right? We, we get put to sleep during the surgery time. Why? Because we're the kind of people that just want to know. We want to know all the details. We want to know what's happening. And... A lot of us would be trying to help in this because we're on Google or whatever else. We just think that we're experts in some areas when the specialist is in the room, just knock us out. (laughs) Let us rest, go to sleep. Let the specialist do the job. So when we wake up, (laughs) when we're revived, we can be healed. We can restore. We can recover. Let's pray together right now. I've asked a few prompting questions here. That was definitely the Holy Spirit nudging on our hearts, letting us be prompted by him. He's knocking right now. And he's saying, first and foremost, if you've walked away from the Lord, maybe this, maybe, maybe this podcast has been shared with you or you bumped into it and you can relate to my story. Maybe you've known the Lord at one time, but you've walked away or you feel like you're just running from what you know, God wants you to do. Listen, listen. It's time to come home. It's time to come back to the flock. Maybe you've been just outside of the will of God. Maybe you've been outside even the house of God. Listen, son, daughter, the Lord is knocking on the door of your heart. It's just time to come home. Come back to the flock. You can trust him. Yes, people, we're all going to make mistakes, but God won't. And the Bible talks about not forsaking the assembly of the brethren. And it talks about how, how much we need each other. We need each other. We need each other. And listen, God needs you. You're not a mistake. It's not too late. You're not too far. He's going to use your mess as a message, your test as a testimony, your trial into triumph, where you're a victim. You'll be a victor in Jesus' mighty name. It's simply this. Just say, Jesus Christ, come into my heart to be the Lord of my life and my Savior. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. And in three days, you were raised up to give me life and life more abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's simply it. Maybe during this episode, the different things that the Holy Spirit has uh, prompted, you've identified with and you've thought, Oh my goodness, did somebody have a conversation with her? Did somebody call her before she did this episode? No. <laughs> It's just God. And honestly, a lot of just the things that, you know, I've had to walk through and none of us have reached perfection. We are, we are walking through day by day and we're, you know, becoming stronger and we're growing together. Amen. But you can rest assured, you can rest assured there is one that we can trust. You know, the only reason why we don't let go, it's because of a lack of trust. So I'm inviting you in this moment to say, a, just say a simple statement. Jesus Christ, I place my trust in you. Now, for those of you that are on and you would say, listen, I am I am crying out to the Lord. I am right here, but I am going through it physically. I am going through it emotionally. I am going through it. Uh, relationally, and I need his healing power. I need that restoring power in my life that will, will bind up my wounds, the stripes that will heal my body right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We just release God's healing anointing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Receive healing right now in the name, by the blood, and in agreement with the word of the Lord. By your stripes, by his stripes, by your stripes, Jesus, we are healed. Just receive that right now in Jesus mighty name. Listen, it's been a joy being with all of you today on this third episode of Psalms 23 in verse three. It's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful scripture, a beautiful verse But what I want to leave you with is to remember that you are so loved and you are so worth it. Our Savior went through great lengths, great lengths, because he longs to be the good, the good and faithful shepherd in our lives. He restores our soul. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen.